it's always Halloween, and I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Welcome to Small Frights Friday. On these very special episodes, I like to curate a selection of calls from the All Hallows Hotline and letters from the Eek Mailbag. Do you have a Halloween query or memory that you'd like to share? please call into the All Hallows hotline at 802-532-DEAD. Or you can write that eek mail to it's always Podcast at gmail.com. The Lantern's Way Volume 2, our newest zine made in collaboration with Joe Carlo from Displaced Snail Publications, is now in production. So if you have any haunting ghost stories pictures, illustrations, or recipes that you would like to share and have included in the newest zine, please send them directly to thelanternsway at gmail.com and make us believe in ghosts. The submission deadline for your materials is August 25th, and you can pre-order your copy at a discounted rate starting July 23rd. If you have any questions about the project, feel free to just send them in an email. This episode of It's Always Halloween is brought to you by the frighteningly wonderful Patreon Ghoul Gang, whose contributions fully fund the production of this podcast. A warm welcome and haunting Halloween hello to our newest Ghoul Gang member, Amber. Amber, thank you for helping us make the podcast and for keeping It's Always Halloween ad-free, independent, and sustainable. If you lovely lanterns out there in Halloween land would like to help us produce the podcast and get an extra heaping of Halloween thrills and chills in your trick-or-treat bucket each month, please go to patreon.com slash it's always Halloween, or you can click the link in the show notes. Our July Patreon theme is Summerween, and we're channeling the summer teen within by indulging in two classic Fear Street books this month. First one's called One Evil Summer, published in 1994, and the second one is Party Summer, published in 1991. We'll be discussing these books at our monthly book club meeting. This month, we meet on Thursday, July 27th. And just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, we'll be diving into a double creature feature movie party on Saturday, July 29th. We'll kick it all off with Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954, and then we'll swim into Lake Placid from 1999. Also awaiting you in the shade are new bonus episodes, blog posts, and our private Discord community, where lanterns are sharing the Halloween spirit with each other 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit patreon.com slash it's always Halloween to learn more and sign up. Today I am recording this episode about my favorite holiday on my least favorite holiday. So I'd like to thank all of you lanterns out there for helping me make America's Independence Day feel a little more Halloween-y. Perhaps we should call it the Fright of July. If you have any other fun 4th of July Halloween puns, feel free to send them my way. I know several of you who really excel at that. And not only is this a holiday recording, but I'm also recording from my hometown of Elyria, Ohio, in my best friend's childhood bedroom. My best friend, Laura, who's a Ghoul Gang member, 
uh, bought her childhood home and I am staying with her for the week and her and her partner now stay in what was her parents' bedroom and the guest bedroom was her childhood bedroom. So it's very fun. I haven't been back home for four years since before the pandemic and it's been very uh, special to get to reacquaint myself with my hometown and to get to hang out in this house that I spent so many hilarious days in when I was a kid. Once we were too old to go trick-or-treating, Laura and our group of friends would come to my house where we would put on very elaborate plays, like little haunted scenes in our driveway and on my porch on trick-or-treat night. And we all had to keep a tally of how many kids we scared. And then at the end of the night, we would compare notes and whoever had the most like genuine scares uh, won. Just bragging rights. No one got anything, but we took it very seriously. We've spent a lot of time this last week reliving some of our earliest fun days together. So we have been up every night past 3 a.m. talking, carousing, enjoying each other's company. So my voice might sound a little crackly today, and that's because I have been screaming with joy for the last six days (laughs) and you all know how much I love to scream and speaking of screaming why don't we dive into our eek mailbag and see what's awaiting us there our first letter has the subject line spooky season at Disney World It's always Halloween team. I'm Jacob, and I've recently been obsessed with your podcast. I find that every summer, my obsession for all things autumn and Halloween goes into full swing. This year, I couldn't get enough, and luckily, I found your podcast. I want to share a few of my fondest Halloween memories from my experiences at Disney World. Every year, Disney hosts Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, running from August through Halloween night, and I've been lucky enough to have attended a few. My earliest memory is from when I was six or seven. My birthday is in September, and my parents took me to Disney to celebrate. Disney always gives pins to anyone who is celebrating a special event, and I was so proud to be flaunting my birthday pin. I can still remember the happiness I felt while watching the Boo to You parade when Aladdin and Jasmine came right up to me and wished me a happy birthday. My mom took me back for my birthday last year, and this time I was allowed to bring someone. I invited my friend Ella and we had a blast. We spent a ton of time planning our Disney bounds for the trip, especially which costumes we would wear to the party. We ended up going the classic route. Ella dressed up as Cinderella in her rags, and I was Gus the Mouse. I've included some pictures along with my eek mail. We had an absolute blast going around trick-or-treating, getting all the spooky snacks, meeting characters, and going on Halloween overlaid rides. One of the best parts was seeing everyone else's costumes. One that stood out was a family dressed up as the characters from Encanto, with the dad dressed up as Louisa. He looked fabulous. I hope I get to do it again someday. Thank you for fulfilling my Halloween needs while I eagerly await those code oranges. Spooky wishes, Jacob. 
God, Jacob, these are such sweet Halloween memories. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. I've had the pleasure of attending Disneyland twice during the calendar Halloween season. And while I did not get to go to the party, I did get to enjoy the park in all of its glorious Halloween-drenched decor. It's actually my favorite time to go to Disney because every surface and corner of the park is just stuffed with gorgeous Halloween visuals. How lucky you are to have a September birthday where you can celebrate another wonderful year of life and Halloween simultaneously. I really enjoyed hearing about the costumes that you and Ella put together and the pictures you sent are very cute. I especially like the one of you two with the princess Cinderella in the blue gown. It's like you're members of her old life saying, don't forget where you came from. Don't turn into just another member of royalty. <laughs> and I love the classic route. My favorite Disney movies are the older ones, and it's really fun to see people kind of dive into those looks, especially doing the mouse. Oh, so sweet. You look perfect. Thanks again for sharing this memory, and I'm just delighted to hear that the podcast has been giving you much-needed Halloween vibes during what is shaping up to be quite a hot summer, at least from my little corner of the world, perhaps yours as well. Whether or not you get to go to Disney, I hope that you do have a magical Halloween birthday this year, Jacob. Thanks so much for contributing, and we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. What's this? What's this? Why, it's a call from the All Hallows Hotline. Hi, Lucé. Um, this is the Lantern. Jeannie, again. I was listening to the episode where another caller asked about <clears throat> Halloween ideas for a shoestring budget, and congrats on your own engagement as well. I have a little bit of experience in this. Um, from a professional aspect. And on a shoestring budget, the easiest way to make the most visual impact on your festivities, aside from your location, is actually your guests, because your guests take up a significant amount of space. Um, and so setting a theme in your invitation to include your guests will make a visual impact on the wedding, but also make any other theming choices you do more obvious to them because they know what to expect. So if you wanted a very simple Halloween idea, asking your guests to wear black and orange could be an option. Or if you wanted more harvest uh, fall, you could ask them to dress up like the colors of fall leaves. Um, or if you're going for more goth or gore experience, you know, asking them to wear their uh, favorite <laughs> Victorian attire if they're very uh, uh, a dark brooding friend or family group. Um, but there's a lot of choices you could go based on what type of Halloween wedding vibe you wanted. Um, and engaging them just to wear those colors or that vibe is a really great way on a budget to take your wedding 
into another step. And then you just incorporate those colors in small ways, either through the colors of the napkins on even just a white tablecloth or other tiny touches, which can be meaningful keepsakes, maybe even repurposing Halloween decorations you have or want to use in future, and then incorporating them into your festivities. So those are my suggestions, and I hope both festivities turn out lovely. Jeannie, how wonderful to hear from you again. Thank you so much for the lovely wishes on my engagement and for this brilliant advice. I have to say I chuckled when you said that your guests will take up a significant amount of space. (laughs) It's true, and I had not thought of it like that. But in pictures, yeah, it's just like a sea of bodies, so... Why not let your guests be your Halloween decorations? Absolutely brilliant idea. And you know, I always, for my birthday, have big parties and I request lots of glitter and lots of campy, over-the-top clothes. And for some reason, I had not even thought about doing that for my wedding. (laughs) To be fair, we're very early in our planning stages. We have next to nothing done. But... This is brilliant. I love it. And I hope our fellow lanterns who are getting married either this year or next year, anytime in the future, really, and you want to have a fall or Halloween wedding, take this advice. I think it's super fun. I have never, can you believe this? Never been invited to a Halloween themed wedding. And I would cherish the opportunity to get to wear something very specific. Every wedding I've ever been to, has just requested, you know, cocktail attire, something traditional. So I would be absolutely eager to get to put a costume or themed look together for a wedding or truly any party or any day. I love a themed look. So lanterns who are having a fall wedding, Halloween wedding, please write in and share how it's going or what you're doing and Of course, we love hearing stories from people who did get married on Halloween or around Halloween. Uh, Steve from Michigan had a really great fall wedding where his guests saw carved jack-o'-lanterns at the rehearsal dinner, and then they were used for decorations at the wedding. And Teresa, who's a SoCal lantern, uh, her husband, AJ, they had a gorgeous Halloween wedding, very gothic-looking And we've had the pleasure of hearing about those in the past. It's never too much. Lanterns love love, and we want to celebrate with you. I will most likely be having a spring wedding. I know, crazy. Uh, Perhaps we can incorporate a Beltane theme to it. But, you know, Halloween is a work time for me, and I cannot plan a wedding and the podcast like this at the same time and I really don't want to share Halloween with any other day even (laughs) a very special day with the person that I love the most I just want to focus on Halloween I can't divide my attention everything will start falling apart (laughs) gotta stay focused on the scares does anyone else feel that way we do you know we have Halloween starting in July 
And we're like, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween until the 31st of October. And then November is both our birthdays. And then December, of course, the C word. And then New Year's Eve. And it's just like, it's too wild. So I, we're looking at, you know, the first part of the year, which is much more calm for the spooky community. Anyways, would love to hear others' thoughts. Jeannie, this call was genius. We loved it. And I hope that lanterns take your advice. And now, an eek mail with the subject line, Eerie Encounters. Hi, Luce, Pete, and all the lanterns. I am obsessed with the podcast, and I love the enchanting community you and your kindness have created. As the summer heats up and we are waiting in anticipation for calendar Halloween to come, I wanted to share a spooky experience I had in the hopes of bringing some Halloween vibes to these hot summer days. Shortly after my family and I moved into our new home, we started having some strange experiences. To set the scene, our home has some acres of land with it. It is surrounded by hundreds of tall evergreen trees. I started losing count around 250 trees just in the side yard alone. And it has a seasonal creek that runs through the back of the property that when you cross it, you are surrounded by, you guessed it, more trees. The trees in the back are more dense and when you shine a flashlight out that direction at night, you see different types of eyes glowing in the distance because of all the wildlife. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Such a great visual. Okay, back to the eek mail. But the most incredible of all features is that the previous owners donated part of the land to create a cemetery. Maybe it's only exciting for me to be sharing a fence with the resting grounds for the dearly departed, but I digress. It's exciting. Once we moved in, we started hearing strange noises, like a faint whisper or sometimes a knock in the back corner of the room when no one was there, and a very loud, distant shh when we were in the basement, as if someone or something was telling us to be quiet. The most unsettling of noises was the sound of my name in a long, drawn-out whisper just outside my bedroom door. When I opened the door, thinking it was my younger brother just trying to scare me, no one was there. There's this running joke in our house that the strange noises are just the neighbors visiting. We haven't heard much else since we got more settled in, but when I'm walking down the dark hallway from my bedroom to the bathroom at night, I do feel like I'm being watched from the office doorway that's the halfway point to and from the bathroom. I'm the only person on the first floor, as the rest of my family are in bedrooms on the third floor, and it's pretty spooky. I hope this helped bring a little Halloween joy into your hearts, and I will be sure to send updates if we have any other eerie encounters. With peace, humility, and warm Halloween hugs, Sarah. Sarah, you really captured that ghastly experience of having something feel off and supernatural without actually being able to pinpoint it or point to something as visual that would be in, say, a haunted house movie. 
but hearing your name whispered, egads, I'm surprised you've ever been able to go back to sleep. I would be like, okay, mom and dad, I know you bought this house, but now I have to go back to where I came from and ask the family that bought our old house if I can still live there with them. I'm going to follow up in an email to you, but I do have to say, this is the perfect story for our new volume of The Lantern's Way coming out this year that's going to be entirely ghost-themed. And this is exactly the kind of story that we would love to have haunting its pages. So hopefully you will want to include it, no pressure of course, but as an example to the other lanterns, this is wonderful and it would be fantastic to put it in print, have it last a lifetime. So I'm going to follow up with you and see if you're into that. Either way, thank you so much for sharing this story. It did give me a chill, which is pretty impressive as it's got to be 85 degrees. Yep, it's 85 degrees. It's so hot and uh, it's hard to feel spooky when it's hot. Although I will say Laura found one pumpkin beer from last season. So I've been enjoying a pumpkin beer and I'm wearing jack-o'-lantern shorts. So. I'm trying to beat the heat in a spooky way, and Sarah, you really helped, so thank you. I can't stop thinking (laughs) about a dark forest filled with hundreds of glowing eyes staring at me. Ooh, ooh, I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. That's the joy of Halloween. Makes you feel, ooh, and you just can't get enough. So Sarah, we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. That said, we don't necessarily want you to have to go through anything too disturbing to write back in, but please know we're always here for you if that happens. Lanterns, don't forget to scare us with your ghost stories this season. Submit your haunting tales, photographs, art pieces, and or recipes to The Lantern's Way, Volume 2 by August 25th. Please send all your materials to thelanternsway at gmail.com. Remember, pre-orders open July 23rd at a lower price. For all other spine-tingling stories, please call in to the All Hallows hotline at 802-532-DEAD or write me that eek mail at itsalwayshalloweenpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your trick-or-treat stories, your Halloween party triumphs or disasters, your book, movie, and music recommendations, or stories of how Halloween helped you connect to your true self. As I said at the top of the episode, if you love It's Always Halloween, please subscribe at patreon.com slash itsalwayshalloween and help us produce the podcast. You can also make a one-time donation using our tip jar. This episode of It's Always Halloween was written, researched, and performed by me, Luce Tomlin Brenner, with help from your fellow lanterns, Jacob, Jeannie, and Sarah. Thanks so much for contributing your stories. The editing and theme music is by my co-producer, Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete! You can follow the show on Instagram at It's Always Halloween Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LTB Comedy and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and write us a little review so that other like-minded lanterns can find us.
This is a huge, free and easy way to help us out. We're also on the NPR One app, so subscribe to us there and tell Ira Glass you love us. Thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of It's Always Halloween, and come back next time. Unless the eyes from beyond the pine trees draw you into their trap. Thank you.